You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. the drugs da, 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 da. you got the power yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like those were the original lyrics to that song i mean i saw boogie night so that's pretty accurate well he wrote it for the uh robot change to disguise um film and was surprised to find out it was also in boogie nights but oh, go enough bots. about that kind of trivia. Yeah, <laughs> freaking GoBots. I'm Bradley, and I'm here to talk to you today, all you nice listeners, about Netflix's Project Power. Do you want to feel power? Do drugs. A specific kind of drug made by a shadowy figure who is just the face of another shadowy figure. J.J. Levy and Jamie Foxx playing Art and Frank are going to uncover all of these mysterious people to get at the heart of what Project Power really is. Oh, but they won't do it alone. No, they have help. Dominique Fishblack playing Robin. She's the informant and the dealer and the heart of this film, and she's going to tag along to make sure that the evildoers are punished and that true power is all the friends we made along the way. (laughs) With me is Doggett, and Doggett, what's your superpower? Can Big Dick Energy be a superpower? Because if so, I don't have the strength for it. It's Doggett, by the way. Doggett, what did I say? Big Dick Doggett, yeah. I'll try, guys. I'll try. Jordan is with us. Uh, What's your superpower? I have the ability to possess a whole bunch of information that really won't do jack shit in any sort of situation uh, outside of co- talking to you guys on here. So You have a liberal arts degree? No. Uh, no, worse, I have a digital filmmaking degree. Santi's here with us as well. Santi, what's your power? You know, I have a, a unique ability to appreciate Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and, I, and I'll talk about that a little bit later because we're here to review, well, a paradox. No, it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie, it's a project, it's a, it's, a, it's a power project by Netflix. No, it's a movie called Project Power. Well, why don't you dive into that? Yeah, let's dive into that right now. Well, the movie is, you know, I, it's got a plot, you know, that matters. And the story is, I guess it's about, you know, a shadowy conspiracy that nobody ever really knows about. But, I mean, there's drugs, they give you power. Jamie Foxx's character is like a former soldier who wants to retrieve his daughter from this shadowy figure slash conspiracy orchestrator 
crossover to, you know, the parallel. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a cop in New Orleans who takes the drug because, you know, his foes also take it. So in a way, he's kind of bringing himself down to their level so he can beat them. He's kind of that bit of an edgy cop. His performance is kind of just like a mismatch of just like bad Keanu Reeves impersonations and like worthy characters. But let's move on to Dominic Fishback, who is, you know, probably, you know, the, the heart and the power of the story. She's got some really good raps, too. She's good at that. Um, excellent. Raps. Excellent raps. And, um, you know, this. But, but what I was referring to in terms of the paradox is not so much anything having to do with the story, but so much as like the power of Netflix to be able to just orchestrate really unique films because i think that project power is 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 i think an example of what i what i believe to be like a, a new genre where netflix takes like really outstanding cast which seems to be their 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 name state like they can just get really outstanding people to do like some really mediocre shit and that is what's anchoring this film because i mean like i believe jordan said there is like a a bit of a vague story going on, and it kind of seems like a remix of like pulpy, shitty fucking movies from the past, but never so much as goes into any detail to solidify the conspiracy theory as something that could be cool. And what is the conspiracy theory? Drugs that may or may not be controlling society? I don't know. Maybe it's been going on forever. If the government approved cocaine, I mean, they could have just like said that, but they just kind of didn't tell anybody and told Oliver North to do shady shit. You know shit. what? You know what? I will not take the slander anymore. Um, first off, uh, thank God for our Lord and Savior Netflix, because I actually do have an appreciation for what they do. <laughs> they are single-handedly supporting mid-range sci-fi movies. We don't get these in theaters anymore. If Upgrade was a Netflix original, it would have been seen by so many more people than it currently is. No, Doggett, if Upgrade, if Upgrade was a Netflix original, it would have had four too many main characters <laughs> plotted up the Netflix doesn't do. Netflix gives their directors their creative control. Do what you want. We just want a product. It doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be good. People will watch it because it's right there. <laughs> and like, you know what? We're, we're judging this, but you know what? Adults, adults that watch They Live, you know what they saw? Well, this is, this has no ending. This sucked. But children that watch it then look back at it now as like, oh man, what a, what a cult classic sci-fi movie. 20 years from now, we're going to be hearing what's after disease, whatever. Uh, after them, they're going to be talking about how, um, what an, they are, there's going to be so many children inspired, be inspired. By, by this yeah. movie. Because you know what? Say what you will. The take your jaded adult brains with your education. <laughs> Damn it. Take your. Where are you going? Take, get it out of here. Because. Where are we going with this? Sometimes. It's okay just to have a dumb action movie that has that's put has yeah. a little bit of money into it. No, I agree. It's just this movie is just kind of meandering at points. Uh, honestly, one of my problems is that. Uh, when it, when the movie feels like it's reached a natural conclusion i saw it's like wait 14 minutes left what the fuck is going on <laughs> and this movie at points kind of does spin its wheels now i do want to get some positives out of the way i do really like our free main leads jamie fox is actually really good and actually makes up for uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 by being in a slightly better superhero movie here with a much more interesting, compelling character. Uh, and uh, I really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt here. He actually came across as like this 
vigilante type. Like, I'm going to protect fucking New Orleans, all right? This is my home. Nobody fucks my home. I'm going to kick What y'all accent ass. was that he was using? I, I mean, what accent was that? It was a Texas accent. Yeah, we could have. Yeah, probably. But are, did you guys really want to see full blown Cage and Joseph Gordon? Let actually, yeah, I kind of would have liked to see <laughs> that. that. It's important awesome. to make the effort. That would have been awesome. <laughs> but the but yeah, the true standout of this movie is Dominic Fishback, you know, Fishback as Robin, uh, who yeah. is just absolutely outstanding uh we you mentioned the raps that she does but honestly her character is just very good it's one of those stereotypical like hey i'm just doing my thing just to get by you know look after me and my uh, but it uh, but it honestly really works here and she really does give a truly compelling performance like the early indicator of this is when she's being confronted by her teacher and is like, oh yeah, well fucking rap for me right now if you think that's gonna get you by in life. And that was just like, oh shit, this is gonna get good. No, I was just, I was just gonna say that, uh, you know, she's alright. Uh, I think Jamie Foxx uh, is holding this movie together by the sweat of his brow, though. I I, I think he's the only person, he's the only person who, who's, uh, I, he's um he draws so much attention to himself because he's just so angry looking, just so contemplative. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I got a mission. I gotta do this now, and I'm gonna violently the motivation kill. Motivation is to find his daughter. I gotta violently kill whoever I can in the most violent ways possible. <laughs> Asante, did you enjoy this film? Did you have a favorite set piece, perhaps? What What do you think? What's your take on all this? You know, honestly, I agree with. Uh, whoever said that, you know, can be, pulpy, sci-fi movies like this have a... Dog it. Uh, dog it. Dog it, you were right. Th- these movies have a place in history, and I think that they will be lauded after in the future. However, that doesn't mean that there's a lot of lazy shit happening in this movie, particularly when it comes to just the backstory, which I thought was the one part that bored me halfway through the film. I was like, there's so many holes, and I want this to be, like, interesting... Uh, but for whatever reason, it's just not con- really concerned with making it interesting. They're just more concerned with us being the observer in these characters. We're not really too invested in them. And I guess that's fine. I guess that's the nature of these type of uh, types of movies. But I did find it to be a little dis- a little bit disappointing, just a little bit, because I, I don't know. I just, I, I agree with the idea that, that Jamie Foxx is the only reason that I continued to watch this film. And if I wasn't reviewing it, I probably would have turned it off. I don't think I would have finished it. I got bored as heck. And... Maybe it's maybe you're right. Whoever said that I was too old and maybe a little too educated—that's definitely true. Like, but I, but but I have like a little bit of a, I think a bit of like a punk sensibility. Like I I know when 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 pulp and 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 cynical movies are are good. I think and 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 this is just not the case. And I do enjoy pulp movies. Like I kind of grew up with pulp noir, like little books my dad has and i enjoy that sort of thing but uh going back to the paradox thing where again where i thought this movie had a really good idea they just didn't quite think it through and you just and uh who just brought up uh, about set pieces there is a set piece where how they where where how they want to show it is actually very cool it's uh uh a little bit later in the movie where there's this demonstration 
from uh, Biggie, played by Rodrigo Santoro. You can, from... you can only see all the action from the inside of a certain room. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that's what I was gonna get to, and uh, because they got this test subject to, you know, because they're being like, "Hey, nefarious drug dealers, you want an example of our shit? Well, hey, here's this random hottie." Uh, but yeah, the, the action starts, and you see it from the outside of this containment tank. But then you uh, you, sh- you see what happens with the person uh, who's taking it from, you know, inside the tank. And you still see the action going on from the outside, which I thought, oh, that's a neat idea. Problem was, I could barely see what the hell was going on. No, because that's the reason for that, because the... Because... It's a, I actually really like that scene because there's so much more to this movie that I think you guys are giving credit for because, yeah, there's this big action set piece, but there's also a movie that's an allegory for, like, drugs being pushed in, like, cities. And instead of seeing instead of seeing a city, instead of seeing a cool Jamie Foxx is going to kill a room full of people, you're seeing the actual victims of all this, the people who, who are actually going to suffer from this from, from a point of view of a certain character. And come on, you guys can't tell me you weren't feeling something for this person who was just suffering. It was an allegory. It was an allegory for about 10 minutes. And then one of the characters literally references, like, CIA invented crack to push in the inner cities. Like, okay. Dog it, I would feel something, except I don't know who the fuck that was in the tank other than... Oh, that's the girl that was in there with Casey Neistat. So, I don't give a shit about her. You heartless monster. <laughs> uh, Bradley, you asked what my you asked what my favorite set piece was. I did think that the sequence yeah. with uh, with Newt Colson Baker, Machine Gun Kelly, where he turns into the the flame. That was where pretty tur- cool. Yeah, where he turns into you mean, Human you mean Torch. What, the, the the better effects in both the. F- fantastic four movies yeah i agree that did look very cool like that looked awesome that entire scene was exciting and i was like wow this movie is about to be really cool and and when jamie fox fights the guy with no bones this movie has a lot of memorable moments no that was joseph gordon levitt sorry justin gordon levitt was fighting a guy with no bones yeah but that okay now that one was cool and i i also did find it where this is the second movie i got assigned to review here i was like Machine Gun Kelly? What the fuck are you doing in this? Uh, <laughs> but I will say, this: it, he he got to do a lot more here than just, you know, in King of Staten Island. This movie reminded me about five of, of about five other movies that happened in the last ten years, and it was pretty, like, it was pretty stark. Like, it, it reminded me of Limitless, the movie with Bradley Cooper, where they take the pill, except in that scenario, the pill made you awesome. In, that scenario, in this scenario, it might kill you. It reminded me of Swordfish because it had a lot of those like really like uh, like flashy fast editing. It was like stream of consciousness type of things where someone's talking and then you literally see like a, a weird sketch or like a, a file of, of whatever it is that they're referring to being opened or and, and, and or like the, the, the dilation of the pupils, which reminded me of Requiem for a Dream. Like there was just a lot of derivative like aspects of this movie that really just wanted me to discard it as not original and and just highly derivative and 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 just not cool and 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 the idea to think that like we're missing the aspect of it being um allegorical to the concept of like drugs being uh infiltrated into society that's that's the one part that i thought was a conspiracy that i felt could be like addressed more clearly and 
and would have made this movie that much more interesting because that would have made it interesting to someone like me because that is very like as Bradley pointed out uh Biggie he refers to oh like crack made CIA he also like I think references Frozen in that scene yeah. where they're like it that was that was <laughs> ludicrously bad and I was like Okay, that's nitpicky. They, there's one frozen line. <laughs> Santi, take this disappointment into your final thoughts. I, I I have to bring it to my final thoughts because I could shit on this thing for a while. But I'm going to say that this movie was entertaining for the first half. Um, I think that the actors in it are what's holding it down. That seems to be Netflix's thing nowadays. I'm going to get some ideas that are haphazardly put together. I will say that the guys who did this film are not necessarily known for for making like great stories i believe they did uh catfish and then they did like some paranormal activity sequels this is their first venture into like a fully fledged like arc i believe and i think that they're not necessarily trying to get into an arc where they're just trying to make stuff that is entertaining and maybe just like not that memorable on purpose if that's their goal they succeeded i thought this movie was highly dispensable i'm going to give it a four you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give it a three out of ten. Um, flaming machine gun Kellys. Jordan, your final thoughts, please. Jordan, with the floor, everybody. This movie just reminded me, man. I could watch the season two premiere of Batman Beyond, which is much better because essentially it's like we're gonna take animal DNA and bed it into us. And be like, oh, that's just like that Batman Return. That, I mean, I mean that Batman Beyond episode, <laughs> except that had iced tea. And that was cooler. Also a superhero genre. Uh, ooh. But yeah, this uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea of this movie. And yeah, even though the allegory of, you know, dr- the, the fucking drug problem that, you know, America has, uh, you know, it could beat you over the head, but it's like, you know, given the right uh, execution, it could be done well. But again, well thought out idea that somehow doesn't feel entirely thought out, even with... Uh, some pretty strong performances by the main trio of Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback. Uh, it's just not that engaging. And yeah, the only movie I've really liked from Henry Joost and Ariel Schumann, who are the directors here, was that uh, movie Nerve. Because I hate Catfish, and oh hell no, I'm not going to watch Paranormal Activity sequels. I, I think at best, I'm going to give this... Uh, Four out of ten uh, expired painkillers I got. You guys want any? Final thoughts, Doggett, on this movie. Uh, I thought this was a pretty fun movie. I thought uh, I thought it was actually some, had some actually very memorable shots. Like I said, there's that that scene with that one woman. Uh, I I guess I I just felt a little. I, I I'm able to feel more things for random strangers. And the uh, the effects for it were pretty great. Actually, the effects throughout most of the movie are pretty pretty tight. I I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, power uh, was on the cheap side, so whatever. Um, and Jimmy Fox's power is kind of bullshit, but you know whatever. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie uh, six out of ten uh, pills. And my final thoughts. I thought it was fine as well. I didn't hate that I saw it. It's a little bit meandering. It's almost two hours, just shy of a couple of minutes of two hours long, and it's overstuffed. I think the allegory wants to be, eh, makes you think. And I'm like, no, it doesn't make me think when you literally say what's going on. That's it's pretty, pretty shitty, actually. Uh, 
It's from a script from Matson Tomlin, was the writer. Looking at his credits, he wrote something called Little Fish, and he's a writer on something called The Batman. I'm not sure. 2021, it says. So hopefully that'll be good. I'm going to give this, again, I didn't hate it. I didn't resent my time. And I like watching Jamie Foxx, J.J. Levy, and any new talent, of course, the character Robin. It was a lot of fun watching her spit bars. I'm going to give this six as well. Six giant freighter ships, because I don't know the names of boats, out of ten docks that everybody knows are there but could care less.